Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Recorded live. So, welcome, 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 everyone. This is Amina, and I've got with me my lovely partner in crime, as well as my twin from another mother, apparently, um, (laughs) Ming on the phone. Say hi, Ming. Hi, everybody. This is Ming. Welcome, welcome. We're very excited to share with you all of our money secrets. Yes. We're so excited. So I want to I want to give you. So Ming and I are just going to kind of ping off of each other uh, throughout this call. I want to give you just a little bit of background of how we even got here. So uh, Ming and I both uh, work with Jeanette Ma, which I know a lot of you know Jeanette, um, and she is in, in chat and on the call. I believe she's in chat still, but she's uh, she, she's around here as well. And Ming and I, uh, <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, have been on a few different calls together. And at various times on these calls, either, uh, you know, somebody would ask a question and ask for sharing, whatever, and I would say something, and then, like, right after I was done, Ming would be like, I was just going to say, like, she, she'd get on and go, I was just going to say the same thing. That's, like, exactly my life experience. And then the next call, Ming would say something, and I was like, oh my gosh, look. And not just we were going to say the same thing. Like, in some cases, I was like, those would be the exact words I would use. So as some of you are in chat, Ming and I started chatting during one of these calls and chats and um, joking around about how we make money. And uh, again, just so many similarities came out of that. And then next thing you know, we had a conversation. Ming actually kicked it off and said, hey, we should like really talk about this and maybe we should do something. And I was like, yeah, people ask me, I've been mean, getting a lot of coaching requests around making money and Ming getting a lot of coaching requests around making money. And So we thought, why not just open this up to as many people as are interested because both of us have the same unique, completely unconventional way that we make money, and neither of us have ever met anybody who has that same unique, completely unconventional way of making money. Um, So we are here to teach you literally every everything we've learned around our path. We have two very different backgrounds but have ended up in I would say, Ming, about the exact same place in terms of some of the conclusions we've drawn about making money. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's so true. I, it's so funny. It's like, it, totally, twin that was separated from birth. <laughs> and then we finally have met each other again. Uh, and and once we met each other, we decided it's time to play and do something fun. So a couple yeah. of things just before we jump into this call. Um, one of the things that I like every time I do, I do a lot of training classes and, and corporate seminars, that, that type of stuff. And one of the things I like to say every time I start something new is um, I, like to, I like to extend an invitation. I'd like to extend an invitation to you all to play full out. <clears throat> and what that means is completely different to each one of you. But you could be one of the people who's on our Facebook page or signed up for the emails or both that 
you know, never opens the emails, never goes on Facebook, never participates, um, but is kind of following along in your, your own way, and that's playing full out to you. You could be someone who is on Facebook 24-7 and email 24-7 and still not in your heart part playing full out. So I'm not going to define what playing full out looks like, but just know that this is an opportunity. These are four completely free courses. We're going to talk about the logistics, about how Ming and I are making ourselves available to you over the course of the next month. And it's just your opportunity to take, take, take everything that we've got to offer you in the way that is best and feels right for you. So that's my first invitation is to play full out. My second invitation is we're talking about doing something different, trying to create some new different results in your life. That's My assumption is that you're on this call because you want to manifest money in a whole different way than you've ever manifested it before. And so in order to create something different, you kind of have to show up a little bit different. So if you are the type of person who always is the one who, you know, you guys know the one, the front of the class always raises your hand, always speaks up, always comments, I'm going to invite you to, to take a step back and maybe just sit back and listen a little more than you comment, just to try something different just to put yourself in a different energy space because that is one of the key things that you'll see that we're going to be teaching here is really stepping into something different. And if you're one of those people who never speaks up, you get on the calls and you, you stay silent, and you, you know, when we ask for sharing, you don't share and you don't ask questions and all that and you're, you're not really someone who goes and likes all the comments on Facebook or don't, don't even get onto Facebook that often, I'm going to invite you to try something different. Maybe try jumping onto Facebook and really playing full out and, and jumping in and asking questions. And again, it's just a practice. And we're going to talk a lot about that word practice. But it's just a practice to try on something new, try on something different. So Ming and I are inviting you to do both of those things as we start this call. We wanted to start it off with those two invitations. The first one, playful out, put your whole heart into it. And again, you define what that means for you. It may look very different for every single one of us to play full out. Um, and then the second thing is to just try something different. Try a new way of being and being present to serve. Try a new way of being that you would not normally be and just see what happens. And as Ming said, we are here to share all of our secrets with you, and we've created this group also. And the point of creating this group is for you all to learn from each other. So already from the Facebook, Ming and I are blown away by your comments and all of the things you all have been talking about. Uh, it's, it's amazing. So you're here to, to share from each other, and we'll talk a lot about vibration in the, in the upcoming weeks. But here to borrow each other's vibration, borrow each other's successes. When we have a success in this group, count it as your success and ride the wave of somebody else's success in order to get your own. Ming, right. would you say anything else about that? Right. Totally, totally agree. And it's, it's like we're just here to, I think, we're all going to learn. We're all going to expand. We're all going to grow. And um, definitely appreciate one another's money successes, and we'll celebrate them together. I invite you to ride on both Amina and I, our successes, and we're going to share our story. And, um, and just, yeah, just, and I, I agree if you're, if you're doing – something a little bit different, it'll kind of shift your vibration. And that's what we kind of, we want to teach you all to do a little bit. I hear background noise. Done? There we go. Done. So,
So, all right. Uh, so with that, we want to kick it off by talking about being present to serve. So, Ming, why don't I why don't I have you start? What we asked out on Facebook, what being present to serve means. Yeah. Everybody here, I, okay? I think okay. Some back, some I'm gonna go ahead and just I'm gonna go ahead and just mute everybody for a few minutes and we'll 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 unmute in a few. So again, star six if you have a question to um unmute yourself. Um because right now as I was speaking before I muted everybody, I could hear myself in echo and that that is not a super fun experience for me. So so everyone's muted and you can star six to mute at any time. And if you're in, in with us in chat, Ming and I are both in chat, so while the other one's talking, the other one will be monitoring chat right there. Um, so Ming, being present to serve, I know we're going to, you and I are both going to talk about this in a lot more detail after after we tell the folks on the call a little bit more about us, but what does that, what's, what's the kind of thing that comes up for you when you hear that? But what I mean by that, Ming, I'm sorry, go ahead and start over because I muted everybody, including you. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Okay. So being present to serve literally for me means being present. And what I mean by being present is being conscious and being where I literally am. So where am I right now? I'm with all of you. And that is being present. And for me, it's, this is actually something that's been coming into my consciousness even more so the last several weeks of just really realizing where I am or what I'm doing. And if I'm, you know, if I'm on a dog walk, I'm on a dog walk. And I'm consciously looking at with, you know, my dog and we're, and we're noticing everything. I'm noticing birds, the trees, the sidewalk the people that are coming near me, around me, car that's driving by. And um, from when I told my story from what happened to me a couple years ago, that was part of the process of me. Actually, I didn't even know, but what I was doing is I was being present. And I think that's what caused this huge shift for me. And the money part money just started coming in, just starts rolling in. So um, when we're ready, when Amina and I tell our stories, that it'll, it'll make more sense to you, I think, as we go on. But that's what being present to me means. Well, Ming, why don't we just go ahead and do that? So what, do you want to go ahead and share your story yeah. and then I'll share mine? Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Ming, and I'm the co-founder of Reiki for Babies, so my passion is animals. Um, for me, uh, the animals here on the planet are teaching me pretty much everything I know. So, but I'm going to backtrack now. Okay, so right now, I'll tell you the, the place where I'm at right now is the only thing I have to do is yoga twice a week and care for my dog. I'm debt-free. I'm doing what I love, but I, as work, though I don't really have to work, um, I inadvertently even manifested a personal chef. And the, none of this was actually my intention when I started my journey. This, is, this, this life I'm living now was never really anything that entered actually into my mind as a possibility. So it, it's all it's one amazing journey. And I'll take you back. So Christmas 2012. 
my husband and I, uh, he, he had gotten laid off. So he was working for a bank in L.A. We were in, living in L.A. And so when he got laid off, he couldn't make the salary as an IT person that he was making. So if he was going to look for a starter job, he would have, his salary would probably have cut more than 50% in half. So the, the bank opened up in San Francisco, so that's Northern California, um, and many couples were kind of splitting up at the time where one would have to, you know, travel to work. And so we talked about it, and we thought, okay, well, they offered him a position making the same amount of money, if not more, if he went to San Francisco, and then they told him that they would eventually open the bank back up in L.A. So the way it was supposed to be, he was going to go there for a little while. I was staying in L.A., and then he would come back. Okay, so I visited him a couple of times, you know, uh, once or twice a month. It seemed like it was going okay, but then all of a sudden, he stopped talking to me. I mean, literally, communication stopped. It was just kind of like, I was like, whoa, what happened here? And it, it literally, he just stopped talking, and it was hard to, you know, we're married, and it was, I was very confused at the time. I wasn't really quite sure what was going on. Then fast forward again, holidays came, and he came for Thanksgiving, and it was completely horrible. It was just horrible. And he literally didn't want to be there. It's, it's like, we, I don't know, it wasn't really an argument, but he just, it, it was terrible. So he, he left, and Christmas came. And um, when I grew up, I didn't have Christmas. My parents didn't give us Christmas, so I never really had it. And then when I got married, Mark brought me Christmas. He, he, he was the happiest during Christmas, and he showed me what it meant to him. And that was one of our most happiest times is Christmas. So I knew Christmas was something that was really important to him. So I went all out of the way. I had a living tree brought in, and um, I got special food. I got gifts. I got all this stuff, right? And actually, this was pushing myself out of my comfort zone because I didn't have a lot of money at that time either. And, you know, getting this tree was, it was over $200. And I remember going, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a push for me. But I wanted to do it for him. And so he came in. And again, it was just kind of like there was, we weren't clicking. And uh, the, the food, he barely ate. He barely spoke to me. He literally, I think he just ended up just drinking the entire time. And that Christmas morning, when I woke up, he was gone. There was no note. There was no nothing. He didn't take the gifts. He was just gone. And um, I was just kind of like sitting there going, I don't even know what had happened. It was just like my whole life just had fallen apart. So at that time, I knew that I was going to be in a lot of trouble if I didn't get help. So that was when I emailed Jeanette Ma, good vibes you, and I just wrote her and I just said, look, this just happened to me. And um, I'm telling you, when you got to have a money coach, it's really important to keep that coach. So here I am with a $4,000 mortgage and all the bills that have to go with the house, the gardener, insurance, car payments, tons of bills. I was literally eating out of a box. And by that, I mean, I was going to get those lean cuisines, five, but when they're a dollar, 
I mean, that was basically how I was surviving. And not, not very many people knew that. I didn't tell a lot of people about that. And so I had three priorities in my life. It was one, I was keeping my house because of my yellow lab. My yellow lab was turning 15. She was old and she, her, basically she only knew how to get outside by one way. So there was, I was not taking the house off the table. And I had another dog, Lucy, who, who I still have now. So these were the three things I kept. I was, didn't know how I was going to keep my house, but I was keeping my house, my dog, and my coach. So at that time, I was working full-time. I was also doing Reiki for babies, and sometimes I had three jobs. So I literally didn't know how I was going to make it. But as I started allowing and working with Jeanette, um, it was literally that weekend, the next weekend, I was my brother texts me and says, oh, hey, Ming, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm going to move back, I think, to the West Coast, and so, uh, I mean, West Side. And um, if you know of any place or anywhere, you know, where Alana and I could move to, you know, let me know. And I was sitting there going, oh, my goodness, I can't believe he's actually texting me this. So I wrote him back and I said, well, what do you think, what do you think if, if you moved in with me? And he was like, oh. So we got together, we sat, we talked about the logistics, and in, in they moved. So that was part of, part of my, you know, being helped. So he, parted, he started paying me that little bit of half the mortgage. And he was just like, one day he says to me, you know, man, don't you think you should try and figure out how you're going to pay your mortgage, how you're going to survive? And I'm like, no. I said, if I start thinking about how I'm going to pay the mortgage in June and July, I said, I will, first of all, I won't stop crying and I won't be able to go to sleep and anxiety will just take over and that'll be it. So he's like, okay, okay, all right, great. So he stopped asking me. So, and at the time, I'm still married and my ex was sending me money whenever he felt like it. And he was trying to push me to sell the house. And I'm like, well, where is Sammy and Lucy and I going to live? Because I don't care. He just totally just checked out. And at that time, he he would just say, he didn't seem to want to get divorced either. He was just kind of just, just kind of just doing whatever it is that he was doing. And um, eventually I found out, um, actually through my best friend's goddaughter, saw him on Facebook and he was, he I think he was with some other woman or doing whatever. And I was kind of still kind of like, I was still kind of just in shock, I think, about the whole thing. I was still trying to survive and figure out how I was going to live. So Jeanette comes to me and says, hey, Ming, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you a money game. So if she, she's telling me how to play this game, which we're going to teach you all later too. And right when we're starting to start the game, right, uh, she's telling me this is what you do, blah, 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 blah. I'm at work, and I get a text from my sister-in-law from home, and she's like, uh, she shows me this picture of this water that's pouring out of the front of my house. And I'm like, oh, my God. So it's like I have to leave work. I have to drive home. And I'm in, in a panic. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to there's a, there's a This is just great. There's a leak. And I thought, oh, here I am. This is when it was great when you have a coach. Because I'm kind of like, so then I didn't completely freak out. Because she was like, man, you're going to be okay. And I think that's all I needed to hear. I was going to be okay. So I get to the house, sure enough, water's pouring out, and I'm thinking, 
I didn't even know what to do or who to call. So I don't know why, but I ended up calling my real estate agent friend who I knew, Michelle. And she actually immediately came over. I mean, it's like she drives, drives over and she says, I got these people. She calls these people to come. They fix the pipe, which turns out it was plastic and a copper pipe needed to be put in and it wasn't even um, up to code for the city. And later on in the story, this is actually a blessing. So she gets me a discount and I'm able to actually squeeze it onto my credit card. So ended up fixing that and Michelle took care of it. And she went to the city and took care of everything and I got my house, you know, and all that stuff up. So later on one day, it's 4 a.m. in the morning and I heard a voice. I literally heard a voice, get up, Ming, just get up. And I was like, what, 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 you know, I'm like, what, 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 what is this? And I heard this, get up and send an email and ask Mark for a divorce. And it was kind of like, whoa, you know, I, and it, but it was definite guidance that came in. And so whatever it was, it wouldn't let me go back to sleep until I did it. So I just got up and I followed my inner guidance and I did it. So at this point, you know, I'm not even attached to him anymore because he's already doing his own thing. So, but I needed his money and I was selling everything that I could sell. I sold my jewelry and that wasn't that much fun for me. But as I'm playing this new money game that Janetta taught me, I became so good at it. I mean, we're talking $1,000 came in, $5,000 came in, $8,000 came in. $22,000 came in for property taxes, which was perfect. But it wasn't like this money was coming in where I was saving it. It was just coming in so that I could continue to the next day. But it kept coming in. And then I had my lawyer, and I gave her $6,000, and she basically did nothing. So eventually I fired her. My second lawyer, however, was amazing. And I had, when I met her, I told her, I said, when we are done, I am going to give you the most amazing referral online ever. And she just looked at me and said, okay, Ming. And so at that time, I needed $5,500 to retain the lawyer. I had a friend that sent me $5,500 in my PayPal account in five minutes. And I was sitting in front of the lawyer. And I was just, you know, and then when we were done, when we started working together, and I did end up giving her the most amazing recommendation. And get this, the lawyer tells me, the, the first lawyer was kept billing me for every time I emailed or texted her. This lawyer said, you know, Ming, you could just pay me $50 a month until we get this done. And I was like, oh, wow. And I that's like, what lawyer would do that, right? So she ended up, of course, the, and she ended up taking care of everything. She got Mark to settle. We did it. It was over. And then at that point, Mark was like, okay, uh, now I want all my stuff. And he wanted me to send it to him. So when I looked it up, it said anywhere between 5000 to 22000 to ship somebody's stuff from L.A. to San Francisco. What happens? My cousin, out of the blue, and hadn't even talked to the guy, emails me, hi, Ming, I'm in town. I wanted to see you. And he, he ends up coming over, and he ends up, where does he live? San Francisco. He brings his big car in. He loads up all of Mark's stuff, takes it up for me for free, drives it to Mark, drops it all off to him. I mean, it, it was just incredible. So then after that gets settled, my yellow dog transitions. 
so there is the I'm letting go of the house and who comes back into my life Michelle okay so she's the one that helped me with the pipe and everything well you know for those of you who have ever sold a house it takes a lot of money up front to sell a house right all the stuff that you have to do what is what happens is Michelle pays all of it for me all of it out of her own money up front and the house she sells the house in 30 days and when we did all the calculations of you know everybody I had to pay after I sold the house including my ex I it was all like I was going to be at just I would have broke even which was great actually right but I don't know about some kind of law of attraction math was going on because it didn't stop there all of a sudden I you know I'm in a new place and I have a financial advisor and I go and talk to her and she's telling me you know what me I'm looking here she does all this stuff in front of me and she's like you know what when you're 80 I'm calculating you're gonna have be living on like about 80 or 90,000 and when she started talking like that my ears I was just starting to shut down there was just no way that she, whatever she was saying could even be real to me and I think I stopped even listening to her because I was just becoming so overwhelmed I mean with joy but it was just an unbelievable thing. And so when I got in my car, I sat in my car, I closed my eyes, and I said, thank you, universe. And I literally could sense all of the animals around me that I had helped, and I heard back, thank you, Ming. And at that point, I was like, whoa, wow. And now I'm saying what I'm doing right now, fast forward now two, two three years, money is still just pouring in and it's pouring in even more even faster i mean there there's just the last couple of weeks a thousand dollars has come in overnight at least four or five times now so i'm so excited to teach all of you everything that i've learned and coming from my journey it's like it's a complete privilege and honor to be sharing it with you all so that's my story thank you ming that's an amazing amazing story and just what was the what was the time frame from mark moving to you sitting in that financial advisor's office so that's like the course of your story what so a year two years five years two 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 years two two years two years so two years yeah. from from being finan- married financially comfortable have a house that kind of stuff to rock bottom don't know how i'm going to pay for tomorrow only focused on today to all the way back up to more than financially comfortable yeah right I mean literally I mean when you said rags to riches and I and you didn't know my story Amina I was like you you have no idea (laughs) (laughs) but literally that's why I understand I understand that feeling of that I can't breathe like you know or or I understand the feeling of, oh, I have no idea where my next meal's coming. I mean, I really didn't. I mean, I was kind of like, uh, but all I, I, I had a few priorities in my, you know, on my dogs and my house and my coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, so this is what I think, so Ming and I are, are, are you know, we're doing this real time with you all. This is what I think is hilarious with Ming is your story two years. My story is about two years. I can never remember exactly how long mine is. I don't know if it's like 
16 months, 20 months, 24. But it, I always say under two years because it, it's definitely less than two years. And this is the, the treat for you all listening to this is Ming and I did our amazing money transformations in two years, and we learned a ton doing that, which means you all can do it exponentially faster. And if you kind of think of where we, both of us, and I'll, I'll share my story now, started and where we got to, uh, you know, two years is not a bad investment in terms of, of where we are now. But uh, what's exciting for me is it took both of us two years and all the stuff we've learned from that and since then um, that we're going to be sharing here to help you guys go even faster than that. So let me share a little bit about um, about my story. So it's funny when Ming and I were putting this together, hers, uh, you know, I was like, it has to have something with service, and Ming like, it has to have something with consciousness and awareness, and so being present to serve came together beautifully. Um, and that's, you know, when we started talking about what being present meant to both of us, what served meant to both of us, both of those really just gelled into this beautiful thing. We, we both resonated with both of those concepts. So mine is definitely more of the focus on the service piece of it. And this is, this is my story, and as some of you may have, have heard this uh, story before, but I was mm, probably in my late 20s, and I was working for a very prestigious consulting company, making a ridiculous amount of money every year, um, and working about 60-hour weeks. That was, that was a, a 60-hour week was pretty much a norm for me at the time. And truth be told, I had enough money to do, you know, I, I had money to go on vacations. I had money to, to buy stuff. Um, I wasn't happy. I wasn't necessarily fulfilled in the work I was doing. I, I really was not fulfilled in the work I was doing. So it was fine. I mean, I, I didn't, it wasn't like I woke up every morning and hated my job. It was nothing that dramatic. It just doesn't feel like I didn't jump out of bed in the morning excited to go there. Well, I had a lot of conventional wisdom around me and conventional people around me. I come from an immigrant family. So I had my father who in my second year of work, I had surpassed his his salary. So he was up the and, and I was in that whole computer boom, you know, the late 90s, early, early 2000 when salaries just started going through the roof. I was in all of that. So I started making a lot of money really quickly. And so my dad was like, you know, I mean, he never said these words, but the attitude was definitely like, I really don't care if you're happy or not. You're making a lot of money. Just keep this thing going, you know, save it, put it away, retirement, all, the, all these other, other great things. And so I, I bought into all of that, you know, like, yeah, maybe, maybe you're not supposed to feel completely fulfilled in your work, but as long as you are living a comfortable life and everything's good, then, then life is good. Well, one day I just you know, had one of those days. I think everyone probably can relate to that where you think, is this is this really it? Like this is this every day? This is what's gonna be like. I was getting ready to get promoted again and started to look at the people, especially the women who were not only at the next level but two or three levels up kind of on my career path that there was not one of them that I wanted to end up like. There were not the role models that I wanted to be like amazing women, smart, bright working 10, 12-hour days, uh, had nannies raising their kids, just all this stuff that was not how I had dreamed my ideal life out to be. But they had boats and great vacations when they got the time to take them and 
all of that stuff. So I sat down. I went to uh, to CVS and um, I bought one of those white poster boards. Do you guys remember that from? For those of you who are somewhere in my age range or older, when we were kids, we used to do projects on them. I don't know if anybody buys them anymore, but they still have them at CVS. One of just those, it's a big white poster size, uh, you know, somewhat thick sheet of paper. And I drew four uh, boxes on each one of the four corners and a box in the middle. Now, mind you, I drew the boxes before I wrote or did anything else with them. So now I'm staring at this thing with five boxes, one in the middle four on each one of the, the corners there. And in the boxes, I'm writing, um, you know, in one box in the top left corner, I wrote, no nine to five, doing yoga in the middle of the day. At the time, that sounded like if I could not be at a desk from nine to five, if I could choose my hours and then take like a yoga class in the middle of the day, I thought life would be made, Like that would be a dream come true for me. In the middle, I wrote this quote from Whitney Houston, I believe the children are our future, treat them well and let them lead the way, or teach them well and let them lead the way. And I had always wanted to, when I was a kid, always wanted to be a teacher and then ended up going to a college. And just, I got caught up in all that stuff. You know, went to college like, hey, you could be a teacher or you could go into finance and business. And I just followed all of these things without really thinking about the impact they were going to have on my life. Uh, in another one of the boxes, I I wrote uh, working with community, building community, helping others, helping helping kids, helping communities, all, all this all this other stuff in there. In the third box, the top right corner, I wrote double my income and work half as many hours. Now I don't honest to God, I don't remember what I was thinking when I wrote that. I just wrote it in there. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of creating a vision board, but you all, this is way before I had any idea what a vision board was, what manifesting was. I, I did not know any of these terms when I was just drawing on this white poster board. And in the bottom right corner, to this day, is a blank box because I couldn't think of anything at that moment in time to put in there, so I just so with the four boxes, the middle box and the three corners that I had filled in, I started drawing lines. Some of them were solid lines. Some of them were dotted lines. I know at the time I did that, that had a meaning. If it was dotted versus solid, I cannot remember what the meaning was. I still have this poster board and um, pull it out every once in a while just, just to look at it. Well, because it wasn't done, I took a pin, one of those uh, push pins, and just stuck it up on my wall. And I thought, you know, I'll stick it here so I remember to finish that last box. I'm sure certainly soon I'll think of something put in the box I'll stick it up there. Well, two years went by. I never looked at the thing again. Now, mind you, I never consciously looked at it again, but it's on the wall in my bedroom. So I must have seen it a million times without ever reading. I've never walked up to it or read it, but, oh, yeah, God, that would be nice to do yoga in the middle. None of that. I just stuck it on the wall, went, went by, my, went by and, and did my, lived my life. Well, two years from then, somewhere within less than two years from then, because I don't remember the exact date I did it, so I can't, you know, but I, I know it was about two years. I know the year I did it. So somewhere within two years from then, I went to clean my room. You know, you get, like, I want to move the bed, move the dresser, do all this stuff. And as I'm doing this, I see this thing on the wall, and I thought, oh, I never finished this thing. Well, let, let's just take it down. And I'm pulling it off the wall, and I'm kind of, like, reading as I'm taking it down, and I'm going, oh, my gosh. I did every single one of these things. And without trying or even remembering I wrote this, 
I had accomplished everything I had put on that on that wall. And there's a lot of things that I did to make that happen. And the the biggest thing I did to make that happen at that time was follow my joy, which is I part of the story I told with the joy challenge, because I just started doing the things that made me happy, even if they were really tiny small things. I did the things that made me happy. But one of the things that I also started doing is, you know, one of the things I wrote in the box was uh, support the community, be part of a community, you know, work with children, all of this stuff. And I realized that I had, through a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, one of those stories, you know, where someone someone talks to someone who talks to someone who goes, hey, I know someone who'd be good for that. You should talk to this lonely mom. And one of those, I got an opportunity to work with um High school, middle and high school students in the, the school system I was in, Montgomery County Schools, and I got to work with, with these kids, and it was free. You know, I, I, they didn't pay me for it. It was a volunteer thing, and so I started working with them, and um, over the course of time, I became a trainer for them, and then I became a trainer of, of trainers for them, and, you know, just this is, this is over, over a period of, of time, within that two-year period, over a period of time, and it got to the point where they started paying me. And I'm talking like $100 here and there every once in a blue moon. Not, you know, we're not talking big money. But they just started paying me because of the, the contribution I was making. And the reason I was making that contribution was because I was enjoying what I was doing. I was there to do it for free. I was there to do it because of the joy it was bringing me. And I started to realize that the more that I just showed up and said, how can I help? Put me to work. Where do you need me? And sometimes it's sweeping the floor and sometimes it's training the class. And the fact that I didn't distinguish between sweeping the floor and training the class as one was better than the other or I was helping more in one place or one was more with my skill set than the other, I just said, what do you need? Can I do it? I mean, there were times where I went out on ice runs because the ice machine didn't work and it was, what do you need? And what we need is someone to run to 7-Eleven and get ice. Got it. I'm in my car. I'm going to 7-Eleven. I'm buying ice. How can I be present to serve in this minute? What can I do in this moment to be helpful? Because that's all I really wanted to do in life. And that is one of the huge secrets of both me and I's success is to show up with whatever's there in front of you and make it 1% better, 2% better, 20% better, 50% better. Whatever you can do, sprinkle some of you on whatever situation is presented to you and make it a little bit better. And the money shows up. Mm-hmm. It may not show up from that source, but it shows up. Mm-hmm. So within two years, doubled my income. I was working 30 hours a week. So I, I was working half as much because I was working, on average, I was working 60-hour a week. So working 30 hours a week. And just to end it up where, uh, as Ming said, where, let me tell you where I am now. So where I am now is I work maybe a 10-hour week. That's, that's a, a full week for me is probably a 10-hour week right now that I work. And since then, I have continued to double my income. Um, the next year, I almost doubled, just, just short of doubled it the, the year after this. And I, I, I went back and looked at what were all the things I was doing in order to make that happen and kind of started to think of, like, how did I create this and could I do it again? Um, <laughs> and since then, I just have kept that going, just a little, not necessarily in the doubles anymore, but a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more every year while working a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less every year. So that is my story. I love that, Amina. Yeah, uh, that it, it's so true. It's kind of like 
The money comes in, doesn't come how, it doesn't come the way you think it's going to come, but it does come, and, and it does keep showing up. And, yes, it is kind of like you come from a place of service and, and you look at where you're where, – I mean, what we're doing here is just like, you know, teaching how to be present to serve. And it's like um, when I'm coaching somebody on manifesting money, it's just like – being able to see, you know, and they're they're coming from a place, or they're creating something, and they're of what of what they're doing, of what they love, and what they feel like, you know, is their goal or life purpose here. And when I see that, that just lights me up. It's just like, oh, I just so want to be supportive. I just so want to be there, cheering them on. It's like, you know, when that little tiny fear comes in, I said, look, look, you need somebody to be standing behind you to cook to cheer you on so that you can do this where the whole world is waiting for this service. It's just, it's incredible. Like I get so excited. It's just, and, and the money does come in. That's the thing. It's like, it's amazing, it, it just, right? It is. It just keeps coming. It's just like, it, it is. It's, and I'm not even asking for it to come. That's the thing. Right. Exactly. Not, you know what I mean? I'm not asking. I'm not, you know, Please, money, I need you. No, no, it just keeps coming. <laughs> it's like, okay. Right. And that really, so let's transition because we're, we're, we're at the point now where we want to start creating this magic for you all. So that's our story. Specific. One, give you a little bit of background about us because I know some of right. you know me and some of you know Ming. And so just two very different backgrounds, but we came to the same place. And one of the things you all are hearing Ming and I say over and over and over again is, the money just keeps showing up, but it doesn't come from the place that you expect. And that is a very, when we talk about the quote-unquote the unconventional way, that is what we mean by it. So what I mean by that is I may show up at a free community activity and get up and speak at an event for them and say, I will speak for you for free because this is a great community event, honestly, because you asked me to. I don't even need a reason. You asked me to come over here and speak at this event? Sure. I'm going to show up and speak at this event. And those of you who know me, or some of you have reached out and asked for me, asked to talk to me on the phone. That's enough for me to go, yes, sure. If I can make it work with my schedule, I'll do it. You show that up, and that's not the person who ends up paying me a lot of times. Sometimes it is. Sometimes I get money from, the, you know, someone says, I have clients, business clients, corporate America. They ask me to show up and do a training class. They pay me for it. Sometimes it's conventional. Sometimes I just show up and I serve, and then I get home, and I have a check from someone who I talked to a week ago that I barely remember speaking to who just said, hey, I just, I, you know, I thought about you, and I just wanted to thank you for something you did. Boom, there's a check in the mail. So there is nothing at this point that I can do where I don't get paid for it somehow. Not paid for it through the person I'm helping necessarily, but the universe will always make me whole. And just like Ming said, I didn't show up and say, hey, guess what? I'm always going to get paid for everything. And I'm going to only do things that I get paid for. Mm -mm. No rules. I just show up and serve. I'm present to the opportunity that presents itself. I say yes as often as I possibly can, and the checks just keep coming. Ming, what would you add to that? Right, and since we've got 10 minutes left, I do want do to say this to get it in on the recording, is what we're doing and what we're teaching is a practice, right? So this word, practice, and it's like, 
Um, it's like when I do, I learn this from yoga. It's like my yoga instructor says, what we're doing is practice. It's a practice. So all everything we're doing is a practice. And it's, it's, an uncomp- it's non-competitive. All right, we're not competing here. We're all encouraging one another. And everybody does things a little bit differently. Um, and if, you know, if what we're saying doesn't resonate with you, then always check in with inner guidance because maybe you're going to do it a little bit different. But we are going to share what works for us, for, what works for Amina and I. So, um, and it's funny because I'm actually headed out to yoga right after this call. And, and a lot of the what I've learned from her is when she's doing the pose or she's doing the instructing us, it's, she always tells us, now, if it doesn't feel quite right for you, don't do it. You know, just move, you know, just put your, listen to your body and do what feels good to you. So, um, with that being said, it's all it is, practice. And that's what we're going to do over this whole month is just practice, practice, practice. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. So, here is your practice for this week. We've got the practice, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the logistics, and then, um, and then we'll, we'll leave some time for questions and answers. So your practice for this week is being present to the opportunities that show up for you and thinking about how you can improve them just 1%. Just serve in the moment that this shows up for you. So one of the things we've been putting in Facebook is we, we put two exercises out there. One, just becoming aware of how many decisions you make based on money. That was one option. Just just noticing how many times you think about money in a day, how many decisions are based on money, any any of, of that stuff. And then the other option that we had was just to be present, just noticing. There's so much of life that we do on autopilot. Have you ever had that experience where um, you pull into, you know, your driveway or your parking spot or whatever you pull into, and you don't remember the entire commute home, whether it's from the grocery store or work, and you're just like off in your home and you go, I don't remember taking the left, I don't remember taking the right. I, you know, your mind is somewhere else, but your body knows how to get you home. It's autopilot. It gets there. But how many times do we really stop and say, okay, I'm present to driving my car. I'm present to this phone conversation. You know, I'm, I'm not checking email while I'm sitting and having dinner with a friend. All of that stuff, we've, we've gotten out of the whole present mindset. So that is actually what we want you all to do today, and it has nothing to do with money. Notice that, and there's a reason for that. We're going to get into all the juicy money tips and all of that stuff. It's coming, I promise you. But if you master this tip, if you master the practice for this week, and you practice that, this practice, you keep it forefront for the next four weeks, I guarantee you every little money tip we have to teach you will just amplify with this practice. So that is your practice, being present, noticing every opportunity. What does that look like? It means somebody comes up to you and says, hey, um, do you know how to get to blah, blah, blah street? And you sit in there and you look at them. You look them in the eye, you be present with them. And if you know how to get to blah, blah, blah street, you take a second, put your phone conversation on hold, and give them direction. That's what it looks like to being present to serve. Ming, would you add anything? No, that was beautifully said, and I agree totally. I like what we were saying the other day about how um, how we get paid. Is I was uh, driving my car, and 
I let in the guy in front of me who really wanted to be let in, and I let him in, you know, and I'm waved, or thank you. So yeah. definitely, it's just and, paying attention. And that is ka-ching, ka-ching. That, that's how it works, you all. That's why it's so unconventional. Letting someone into traffic who needs to be let into traffic equals you getting paid. And exactly. just, just go with us for a month on this. Just, just lean into this with us because that is how we both get paid. Just show how can you make things just 1% better for somebody in front of you right here, right now. That's it. Okay. Now we were going to do a few minutes on logistics or did we? Did I do we want to do that? logistics. Should we take questions before we do logistics? What do you think? Uh, yeah, and then, you know me, I've got to, I've got to leave in about 10 minutes. Okay, so let's take a couple questions, and then we'll end up with logistics and our intention, and, and we'll, we'll end on time-ish. So I'm going to unmute everybody, so please mute yourself. And here we go. Questions, comments, thoughts? Annette asked a question in chat, could it be considered as being kind? And I said yes. I love random acts of kindness, right? So sure, that counts. Absolutely. No questions? Everybody's thinking about how they can be present to serve in this moment. <laughs> but good. Okay, <laughs> hey, enough? Yeah. There are a few questions in the chat room if you want to. I think Annette asked a question in chat room. Yeah, we covered Annette's question. Okay. What was the message? Yeah, Annette being kind, I saw that one. I don't see any others in, in chat. Type it in again if I missed the question you all asked in chat. Anyone else? Questions, questions? Is everyone in? Everyone, everyone going to do the practice for the week? Being yeah. Yes. 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 Definitely. With both feet. Mm -hmm. Yes. Everyone's in. Chops in. Awesome. <laughs> all right. So let's cover some logistics. So a few things for you all to know is Ming and I have some really fun, cool stuff planned for you all, but we really want to just focus this week on being present to serve. So there will be some surprises and some prizes and some games, and there is a lot of fun stuff to come make sure you are signed up for the email because that is where we'll post all the stuff in Facebook, but you know how Facebook is. Somebody else comments on something someone wrote a month ago and something new that we posted just keeps getting moved down. So email will have the details, the how to contact us. All of that stuff is really all, all the big details, logistics stuff is going to be going out through email. So take a moment to do that. We're not sharing your email. We're not. It's, it's, we're, Ming and I are here 100% to serve you. So it's here for us to be able to communicate with you and make sure you know what you have, what what you need to do this. So a lot more to come. We'll talk about that on our next call. Um, we are going to change the call time. We've heard from a lot of our international friends, our West Coast friends, saying that this is, they need to be a little more caffeinated before we, they jump into all this money stuff. So we are going to change the next three calls are still going to be on Thursday, but they are going to be at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. East. Oh, no, that's not right. 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Pacific. At 3 p.m. Right. Eastern. 12 okay. noon. Let right. me just say all of that again since I messed it all up. Okay. 
<laughs> our calls, our next three calls are going to be the next three Thursdays. Got that part right. They are going to be at 12 noon Pacific, which is 3 p.m. Eastern. There we go. So those, that's where the next three calls are going to be. And then there's going to be an opportunity to continue to work with us um, after that call. And again, as we get more into this, we'll, we'll share all the logistics for some of that. Also, we have an email address that will um, go out today in, in a message, either today or first thing tomorrow. But you might want to write this down, and um, we'll stick it in, in chat as well. It is called present, P-R-E-S-E-N-T, the number 2-2-3rd, S-E-R-V-E at gmail.com. Present to serve at gmail.com. That way, both Ming and I can see your emails and send any questions, thoughts, comments to that, and both Ming and I will be checking that. Present to serve at gmail.com. Um, and then Ming and I are going to have office hours during this month. So we'll be sending that out in the email. So if you have questions or just want to chat with us one on one, we will have opportunities for you all to be able to do that. So I think that's. It for the logistics. Again, I'm going to put all of this in, in email so you have it all in front of you, but just wanted to cover those, especially the, the time change for the call, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern um, for the next three Thursdays. And I think that's it. Questions, thoughts, comments before we do our closing here? Yeah, I love questions, by the way. Anybody that knows me knows I love questions, and I love money. So I love talking about money. So I think this is going to be great. But yes, this is your week to be present to serve. Thank you. Yes, so excited. You guys are welcome. Yay. All right, so I'm just going to ask that we set an intention together as we close out the call. So just go ahead and wherever you are, take a nice deep breath. And if you can, close your eyes. And just we as a group set the intention that money easily and effortlessly flow to each of us. And it flows from sources unexpected, unknowing to us, beyond what we can even imagine at this moment in time. And all that is asked of us is that we show up to every moment of our life to the best of our abilities and that we be present. And we bring our unique gift, the one that only each one of us individually has. No one else can bring that gift to that moment. Mm -hmm. And we bring it and we show up and we play full out, whatever that means to each of us. And that we're rewarded beyond our wildest dreams with money, with things that money can't buy, with happiness, with joy, with kindness, with love. And we hold this for ourselves and for every member of this group, and for every person around the world. And so it is. Amen. I love that, Amina. Amen. All right, y'all. Talk to you next Thursday. Put stuff in the Facebook group. Email us. We are so looking forward to talking to you. So take care, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.